Hi, I'm Mario Guerra, the two-time former mayor of the great city of Downey. And I'm here with my co-host, Eric Pierce, the editor of the Downey Patriot. And you're listening, you're watching Talking Downey with Mario and Eric. We're, we're talking politics. We're today. talking politics, your least favorite subject. I know, I know. So, so folks, uh, I mentioned it in the last episode. Um, so uh, we, we, collectively, the city took a lot of criticism a couple years ago for kind of not vetting a candidate that had some prior issues and so forth. And we said, you know what, we collectively, I don't know who we are, I am a resident in Downey, and I know Eric is too, but we took it upon ourselves, we, the residents, that we should vet candidates or at least make informed decisions so people that are going to be voting make an informed decision. So this is a special election a year. We have two special elections, and we're, this is a special ed edition of our show. Mm -hmm. We're making sure that as we get information, we're feeding them to you about the candidates, what our thoughts are and facts. We're not picking on anybody, but it's very important that you know what who they are and what they are. So special edition today, we're calling this what election edition or candidates forum. Last week, there was a candidates forum. It was held at the Barbara Riley Center. And there was uh, there's six people running. Five of the six showed up for the candidates forum. Three in District 3, you have Ernesto Valle, you have Gil Legespi, and you got Dorothy Pemberton in District 3. And then in District 1, you had Horacio Ortiz, and you had uh, Ramon Casas. Elvira Moran canceled at the last minute. Uh, and didn't show up, so we don't have any information about that. Uh, she, she was sick. She was she sick. Was, mm -hmm. And the next morning, though, she was at the school function. So that's the one so, that it gets okay. it. So, yeah. uh, so we're she talking, said she was sick. <laughs> so we're talking about Ramon. We're talking about yeah. uh, Horacio. Yeah. What was interesting to me is that, you know, if you, re if you listen to their answers, they're all very similar. Yeah. But I think a lot of times you have to read between the lines. You yeah. have to kind of be a little bit more informed in order to see that they're actually very vastly different yeah. candidates. Yeah. And so and that's what I think we want to talk about yeah. today. Yeah, yeah I, th I thought Horacio came across as a little timid. Maybe he was nervous yeah. uh, because it is a lot of pressure. You have, you know, a couple hundred people there looking at you. I thought Ramon was very boisterous, very loud. Uh, I thought I, it came across to me like Ramon doesn't have a firm grasp on local issues. And so he tried to overcompensate by being loud and kind of in her face. I felt that Ramon has good intentions, but he's not he's not prepared right now where I thought Horacio being he's a lot quieter. But also, he has a better grasp of local issues, especially with his with his experience on the planning commission. I thought his answers were more on point from a Downey perspective. Right. Yeah. I thought Ramon was leaning really heavily into into being a conservative, which he reminded the audience several times that he's a conservative, and I think he tried to make it very political when we know that local elections are nonpartisan. Right. But I think Ramon is trying to make it uh, a partisan election 
because he doesn't have a, a firm grasp on what's happening in Downey. That was my that was my okay. takeaway. Right. And that's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. What was your thought? I, on there, I I don't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, I think they're both good people. I think the mean I think I think Mr. Casas is a little bit. Uh, um, raw mm-hmm. and maybe naive about what the go- local government can do at this point on mm-hmm. there. I think he needs to serve in some other capacities on right. there before he can and do that. I just, I don't think he's ready for the council mm-hmm. for that. Horacio, you're right. He seemed, I don't know. There's some points when, when Ramon stands up and starts yelling or whatever, and you kind of look up and it's mm-hmm. almost like, please don't hit me, you know, kind of thing. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's not, that's just, sure. that, that's just commentary mm-hmm. on my part. So, um, but then I'm also going to go to the elephant in the room, and you know we alluded to it earlier. But you know it's you then you have Elvira not showing up, mm-hmm. and so here the people can't make that contract. You know we invited her to the show and she didn't want to uh, come, and that's okay. But all the other candidates, four of the six candidates, showed up. At least got their position. Here's another way uh, on there that that they, she had to at least show herself. Mm-hmm. So the day before uh, at the Kiwanis uh, breakfast, so she was there. I was there as your speaker, you know, mm-hmm. with you and everybody else. And you guys asked me to speak about the Army. And I enjoyed it, by the way. I don't mm-hmm. like getting up that early. but So she was there. And then she was supposed to attend. She even says, oh, I'll see everybody tomorrow night. Please come and, and so mm-hmm. forth. She made that announcement. But then on, on Thursday, that very next day, she calls in sick a few hours before and so forth. She was sick. Okay, and you think, you know, God bless her. You don't want anybody mm-hmm. to come if they're sick. But the very next morning, bright and early, she's at a PTA meeting. Mm-hmm. And this is the rumors that maybe the the, fir- the questions that were going to be asked or so. Anyway, my, I don't even want to go there. But to me, I think it's a lost opportunity. I don't know. If I'm running for office and this is my chance to show myself to the community mm-hmm. on their t- both times, I'd run. I don't care. Unless I had COVID, I'd be there, okay? Even if I didn't feel good uh, per se, which I'm not blaming her for that. But I don't know. It's almost like you can't hide in the basement the whole year and hopefully nothing comes out mm-hmm. and then you get it. So I'm, I'm disappointed for people in District 1. Because they mm-hmm. didn't get to see the contrast on the answers and stuff like that. Sure. So that was my commentary. But yeah, I think I think right now we don't know what Elvira's positions are. We don't know how she would respond. We don't know how she would have responded to those questions. Did she ever fill out? Maybe she should fill out a questionnaire with those same questions and see come up. So at least mm-hmm. the people know her positions. You know, I did that commentary a couple of weeks ago, and at least some of the words getting out. But you know, and, and the reason, I, you know, I would disagree with that part because I feel the candidates who were there in in attendance, they didn't know the questions that were, that were going to be asked, so they were kind of um, kept on their toes. Yeah. I feel if you get the questions ahead of time, you're pre- you're allowed to prepare an answer. Yeah. That takes away some of the, you know, some if of the Eric. If you've lived in the city of Downey. Over the last two or three years, mm-hmm. okay, you would anticipate, you would expect, you better hope that the very first question is, have you ever been arrested? Mm-hmm. Okay, have you ever? So that was the first question on there that was put out to everybody and everybody said no and so forth. 
So maybe to me, and that's what the rumor mill starts on there. But, I don't, you know, but we shouldn't talk about rumor because that's just no, speculation. But I mean, but yeah, it is speculation. Mm-hmm. But you know that question is going to be asked. Yeah, as it should, especially it should. Considering, considering what happened Thank you. with, it, with Catherine That is Adelberis. the only question that I, if I was a candidate, I would have expected to be asked. And you, you know what? And so when people, everybody there, the five candidates said no, that they haven't been arrested. Right. Now, there's nothing. There's no way of knowing whether somebody's telling the truth. I mean, we're just holding them. You know, we're going to trust that they're telling us the truth. Well, but I, I think now everybody can do the research now. There's enough time before the election. So now they're we on can, record. But um, our, our, I don't know if anybody is. I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. Well, we're talking so. about it. So somebody go out there and, you know, pay the $35 to look for the record sec. I want to mention, <laughs> I want to talk about uh, Ramon. Um, one thing that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way is that we're talking about development, redevelopment, and Trader Joe's and Sprouts and, you know, those those type of businesses. He made it seem very simple to bring a Trader Joe's into Downey. He talked about having the connections to bring those type of businesses. He talked about a Dave and Buster's. My issue is is that you don't have to be a city council member to do that. If you want to help your community, you can do it now. You actually, it's easier to do it if you're not on the city council. You can make those phone calls. If you have the connections to bring in a Trader Joe's, why are you not doing it right now? And if it was that simple, we would have had Trader Joe's. You know, city management would have brought in Trader Joe's just to get people to shut up about it. But it's it's not that simple. I, I feel he really kind of uh, min- minimized how difficult it is to recruit and the overarching issue issue of why we don't have them, which we've talked about in the past. Right, right. Um, so that, that I can, think that goes uh, to youth and experience, naivete of government, mm-hmm. you know, and so forth. Like I said, I think, I think he probably means well, and he's probably not a bad person. I just think he's too raw. And number one is I think he should get involved in the city because mm-hmm. some of the things that he mentioned are also like national programs or mm-hmm. things that are illegal to do and, mm-hmm. and so forth. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. as a former mayor, I kind of know you can't do that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Horacio, I, I felt, had, you know, he has a better resume in terms of being a chair of the planning commission. He mentioned being in D.C. and how, and his role in bringing um, a Shake Shack mm-hmm. do, to downtown Downey. Uh, he voted against Ojos Locos. So he, he has more there. There's more substance to right. his local resume. Right. Right. And as a business owner, you know the things that the that his restaurant faces, and you know dealing with all the government mm-hmm. agencies and just the taxes. That third, do you know that a restaurant has like fourteen different agencies you got to report to? It's like mm-hmm. it's crazy. So yeah. anyway, so I think the question though is, you know, from talk about the forum, you, you know, Ramon Ramon was very forceful in his comments, where Horacio was quieter. It was actually kind of difficult to listen to him. I don't know what role that would play, how that's going to appeal to voters. Isn't I, I don't know. I really yeah. don't know. And there might be more voters now who are partisan. They want a conservative, no matter their resume or what they want to do or right. can't do in Downey. I don't right. know. It's right. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think they also they should have put the candidates up on the stage so everybody can see them more too instead of the same eye level. And it some was stood up and some didn't, I agree. Know. It was awkward yeah. because some of them would stand up to talk, other ones wouldn't. Yeah. I was in the back of the room. It was really difficult to see them when they were sitting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. so okay. All right. So well, district, district district three? three? You wanna go? Oh, you, you go first. You go first. Um, there. Well district three, so you had Ernesto Valle. 
you had Dorothy Pemberton and Gail Legaspi. So um, I thought, um, you know, they, they all seem like, you know, decent people. I think there's a big contrast about, you know, the experience and what you've done in Downey. Uh, I'm partial, so I'm, I'm not making no bones about it. I'm partial to Dorothy because I've seen her too many different things here. Um, uh, Gilda Gaspi, he left himself open for some things. He got nervous when the money was talked about from outside the city. Uh, I thought that was really interesting where his comment, which I can't believe he said this. He says, oh, yeah, I take a lot of money from developers because I'm business friendly. So really, it's like, you know, no, it's the other way around on there. You can be business friendly without taking money for them. You know, that they <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. Uh, so those particular comment, then he called out Mayor Rick Rodriguez, mm -hmm. like literally called them out. It's like, you're an idiot. What are you doing? Because he was telling out that, oh, that Mayor Rick Rodriguez, which had run, had the seat before, very well respected mm -hmm. in the city, had endorsed Dorothy as so as long with other former mayors, you know, uh, Claudia Fermetta, well, she's current mayor, mm -hmm. but myself, Dr. Brosmer, you mm -hmm. know, we, several of us former mayors, uh, Alex Saab. Um, mm -hmm. And then she said, he says, yeah, Rick, Mayor Rick Rodriguez, so look where she's getting her support from on there. And he's back there nodding his head. And, and everybody is kind of shocking because, yeah. And mm -hmm. you're an idiot because it's the other way around. He's got the, she's got the local support of the people who know. That's not a coalition of bad things. These are people that care. Mm -hmm. For all these people, you know, Rick Rodriguez can live anywhere he wants. Alex Saab can live anywhere he wants. I can afford to live anywhere I want. And we're still hidden down because we love the community. So you'd think our voices would carry something. Mm -hmm. So dumb political move on his part. Mm -hmm. And he burned his bridges for anything else on there. So that just shows you the inexperience. But so no, no, just, just jump well, on, on that point. Go and one, one other thing, too, I thought, did he say that he – works as a, uh, uh, a reserve officer every Saturday for the last 10 years. I don't remember the quote, but that's yeah. not true, though. Yeah, that's it's not, not true. true. Mm -hmm. It's not true that he had mm -hmm. worked every every side of the I don't even think mm -hmm. you're allowed to do that, but mm -hmm. I thought those were those were kind of, you know, so. The, you know, the, the, the comments uh, about the former mayors was, was interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I, I was sitting, I was standing next to, to Rick Rodriguez when he made that comment. He couldn't believe it. Rick, Rick couldn't believe the comment. It, it was strange because it, Gil Legaspi is also supported by select former mayors. Fernando from, from Vasquez, uh, it's coming out Mario Trujillo, even mm -hmm. though it's not official endorsement, uh, mm -hmm. and Kurt Cartosian, it's on mm -hmm. his brochure. So they're both, so between him and Dorothy, they're both supported by former mayors. That was, it, it was a strange, it was a strange comment. It was interesting to me, I felt like the uh, Gatsby was, was more on the offensive and trying to, and trying to put down Dor Dorothy Pemberton, which I think is kind of a strange strategy. Yeah. Because you can't really, whether you're going to vote for Dorothy or not, it's hard to argue with her resume of community service. Yeah. You know, Dorothy's a good person. Yeah, 30 I, years. She's I don't been involved know, in everything. I've never heard anybody say anything negative yeah. about Dorothy. Now that it's political, I feel like people are starting to create these controversies. Yeah. But in the 20 plus years I've known Dorothy, no, everybody loves Dorothy. Yeah. So why would you, it, it seemed like a strange 
strategy. Yeah. I think Legaspi would have been better off talking about himself and his law enforcement experience yeah. as a reserve officer and what he wants to do for Downey. Attacking people like Dorothy and Rick Rodriguez and former mayors, I think, could backfire on him. Yeah. It's gonna. It, it could act. It could have the opposite effect. It's going to rile them up. To, th- to throw more support behind Dorothy, I right, feel like. Right. Well, because they're, they're, the thing that they're spreading is that, you know, she's not Latina. Uh, that she doesn't speak Spanish or that, you know, and it's like, why? Why is mm-hmm. that an issue on there? But some of her his supporters are all saying, like, oh, she can't win because she doesn't have a Latino name. Which kind of goes to him throwing in the Contreras at the mm-hmm. last minute because mm-hmm. people have done the research on there. and He never used the Contreras before, mm-hmm. not on his real estate license, not on his home that he owns in Montebello and mm-hmm. so forth. And, and then how long he's lived there and stuff. But so all these things on his record are starting to come out. But the biggest thing to me, too. And then he also and, and you know, I don't want to sound like sour grapes, but he didn't come here. Mm-hmm. He could have come here. And anybody that saw all four of them, including the ones we did with the candidates, we were fair. We Mm -hmm. asked them all the same questions, and we let them talk so you, the listener, you, the viewer, can hear them. So he didn't want to do that. And Mm -hmm. then I want to get into something else that Dorothy brought up. but, But so to me, it's like... You can't hide in the basement during the whole election and then, you know, not tell, talk to people directly. At least he showed sure. up to the candidates forum, but some of the other candidates don't. Um, the one thing that Ms. Pemberton was bringing up about her record, so she, the last eight elections, four general elections and four primaries, okay? She's got a voting record of 100, okay? She's voted all eight. I'm really proud of that. As as a refugee, when I turned 18, man, I've never missed a vote. Okay, I, I mean, I was a citizen, and I I've never missed a vote. I became uh, every single I'm like I'm prideful of that. That's one of my community uh, ways I can give to my community, make an effort out there. Mm-hmm. So, Ms. Pemberton brought up that both Mr. Valle and Mr. Legaspi had only voted once out of eight times. Mm-hmm. So, think about it: once out of eight times. So. That's just, it's, it's appalling, and it, I, it blows me away that anybody who's running for council or any office has only taken the time to vote one time. So think about it. So you talk about crime, okay? So you didn't vote for the last sheriff. You talk or the last two sheriffs on there. You're talking or the about DA. or the DA. You didn't talk about bills and and uh, propositions that impacted us all to pay higher taxes to law enforcement to build and so forth. You didn't vote for any of that stuff. I, you didn't vote for you didn't only voted for one president mm-hmm. on there. So maybe that was the one that you didn't. I cannot believe that Mr. Valle and Mr. Legaspi, and Mr. Valle's uh, reasoning, and he was here on the show, uh, and he brought that up the other day, that, oh, he didn't think it was important, his vote didn't matter, and he, he brought it up that, you know, now he is, and, and he even said, I, you know, I tell people, you know, if you want to make a difference, you got to, you know, vote and stuff. But I don't know, it's after the fact. I mean, it's like, yeah. wow, so now you want everybody to vote for you, mm-hmm. for both these gentlemen to vote for you, and you couldn't take the time to vote. The gall just blows me away. Mm-hmm. So, folks, I'm there. It, it, I would encourage you to anybody that only voted once, please consider that. How are they going to vote on the city council? How are they going to show up on the city council? And they, they have not earned your vote. 
because they wouldn't give it to anybody else before when the, the people with all eyes on them. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm sorry I'm passionate about that. I just can't believe that two grown men have only voted once out of the last eight times and now want you to vote for them. It's just ridiculous to mm-hmm. me. But anyways. Um, talking about Ernesto Valle, I felt I'll give you my quick little analysis it's hard to take him serious. It's hard for me to take him serious. I think he, he, he's a character. I think he's very knowledgeable on youth sports programs because he has that experience with Northwest Downey Little League. And, you know, good for him. But I think that's about where it runs out. I felt like he was, you know, he, he made the spectacle of taking off his tie and saying that I'm not a politician or whatever. But when it came down to local issues, I feel like he doesn't know what he's talking about. He, he just he doesn't know. And maybe he has good intentions. Maybe he's willing to learn on the job. But it seemed that like he doesn't know what he's talking about. He has bad information and he didn't seem prepared at all. I, I think he's trying to win people over with his, you know, over the top, exaggerated personality and hoping, you know, his the 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 kids' parents, the little league parents will vote for him. I don't think that's going to be enough. I think voters deserve more. And I felt like he it was just kind of a joke. I felt he didn't take it serious. Okay. That was my my takeaway. So, and I'll say his his he has his big platform is to build a three story parking structure at Furman Park with tennis courts on top, which is a ridiculous idea. Uh, there's there was no plan on how to finance it. Can you imagine building a parking garage at Furman Park? Like where? How? I guess it would be demolishing a tennis court. In that, I I, I don't see that happening. And I, he didn't present like a plan on how that would work. I don't think the surrounding neighborhood would support that. That's not the type of park where you build a parking structure. It it doesn't make sense to me. The one thing I also disagreed because I did talk to him when he came in a couple of years. I don't agree with the lights at Furman Park. I was president for 29 years of West Downey Little League. And even in the back of West Middle School or mm-hmm. Stauffer, you know, there's really no houses. There's a set of condos there. But even that putting lights there that I tried to get back there just to extend the, mm-hmm. the hours and stuff. Um, you know, it, it just where they want to put the lights. And I think he set up the candidates for him. It's about safety and, and so mm-hmm. forth. You don't need those kind of lights in the safety. Mm-hmm. And I guess you'd try to, he's going to try to move the fields closer away from the homes mm-hmm. and stuff. But if you bought a house there, you knew there's a little league field there, but there's no lights. Mm-hmm. And I would oppose putting lights there just because I don't think it makes sense there mm-hmm. to extend it just for a couple of hours. Maybe put safety lighting, more safety lighting mm-hmm. uh, on the walking trail. You know, that whole walking trail, uh, that was one of the things that I was able to get a grant for walking trails there mm-hmm. and at Apollo Park. And then when we, we took the lights from Lakewood Boulevard and put every other light there and stuff like that. Yeah. So maybe it does need more lighting from a security. But I'm telling you, I don't want baseball playing till mm-hmm. 8, 30, 9 o'clock with the lights mm-hmm. in my backyard if I'm mm-hmm. one of those residents. So I, I disagree with him philosophically on that, but, but that's just an issue. And that, that's his main issue uh, yeah. because I think every – Every candidate said that they would support lights at Furman Park. And that's one issue they had, too. I felt like the candidates, overall, the candidates tend to agree with each other. I don't know just out of because they don't want to cause controversy or whatever. But they they agree they all wanted lights. They all agreed that they would oppose a pride 
a pride festival or a pride parade, which was disappointing because I don't know if they're being honest about it. I just don't know. Or if it feels like they're just kind of going along with the crowd because right. specifically with the lights, they all support the lights. Right. That's what they said. Well, well, Dorothy qualified hers a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay, says you know th there has to be more research on it too, though. She goes in theory. Um, so they all uh, they all don't want marijuana dispensaries. Mm -hmm. Check. Uh, there was a couple other things that they all uh, uh, rent control. They all rent control. rent control. They all voted no. They don't want any more additional rent control mm -hmm. than what the state has mandated downing. So you have all those on the record mm -hmm. um, and so forth. I think uh, I think you know we had Mr. Valle come in here the other day because he wanted after the debate or that's not even a debate. It's a forum. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as a debate per se. So after the forum, things that came out. So Mr. Valle came in and wanted to explain that the rumor, he said, had been out there that he was offered money from Mr. Gillespie not to run. He goes, it's not true that he didn't offer any money. Uh, but what did came out, come, came out, what did come out was that um, four days before the filing period, uh, Mr. Gillespie had been trying to convince him not to run for council. He would split the vote, Hispanic vote, and so forth. Uh, so Mr. Legespi brought, texted him, hey, can I come over and speak to you another time? And he says, sure. So when he came over, uh, and it's all on video here. You can see the, the, the whole before. episode. Yeah. The whole episode, it's like right before this. I, it's already dropped on, you can see it. Uh, I just want to recap it. So basically, but when he went to open the door, there was Gil Gillespie, and there's also Mario Trujillo, Mayor Pro Tem Trujillo, and he brought him in, and they said, oh, you know, we agree on certain things and stuff. And Mr. Trujillo says, oh, you'd make a great planning commissioner mm -hmm. or Parks and Rest commissioner. Mr. Gillespie says, oh, no, I already have an eye for that. The implication was if you don't right. run that, you know, so it was very clear mm -hmm. that, that the implication. And then, you know, Mr. Trujillo, you know, can say, oh, I just want to meet everybody, but Four days before the filing period, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then Mr. Gillespie had called him and like, hey, I see making you a hero and getting your lights there and your legacy would be built. So then I, it was kind of like almost, you know, a quid pro pro, if you will. Uh, so to me, and the most disingenuine part of that is that I feel less that Mr. Tahil did anything except Mr. Gillespie because Mr. Gillespie is getting help Legespie. from Mayor Legespie is mm -hmm. getting help from uh, Mr. Mayor Pro Tem Trujillo. Mm -hmm. It's obvious. Uh, several businesses that Mr. Trujillo has called to ask for signs or for them to give money to Gil. So that's on the record, right? But yet Gil kind of thinks, oh, he's not even not that popular in District 3, so he doesn't use his endorsement, okay? Mm -hmm. Maybe officially hasn't been endorsed, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, come on, okay? So he wants it both ways. He mm -hmm. wants the help, but let me, I'm in, too embarrassed to have his name associated with me, or it might hurt me, and they both have come up with that. Mm -hmm. So this, to me, him bringing Mario Trujillo to Mr. Valle's house just says it all. Because the fact that an elected official, Mayor Pro Tem Trujillo, you can meet anybody running for office anytime. You're gonna mm -hmm. get your calls returned. You don't need Gil Gillespie to go introduce you to somebody four days before the filing period. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry, it doesn't pass the smell test. So to me, that just ruins that and his comments on that and then his comments on, on where he got his donations, his comments on putting down Mayor Rick Rodriguez and putting that coalition down, which, you know, servants. 
um, there's a lot of different things there that mm-hmm. that stuck out to me. Yeah. So, um, who, who do you think won the forum? And let me say, I don't usually like saying you know the winner of this forum, whatever. But I saw some of the candidates put it out to themselves. They're declaring themselves the winner. So let's play this game. Um, I'll, I'll, let me go first, actually, saying that. Um, because it annoys me that people do that, but since they started it, I'm going to give my opinion. <laughs> I think Dorothy came out the winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy Pemberton. I think Carasio Ortiz came out the winner. And it, the funny enough, not so much because of what they specifically said, but because of the actions and the comments of their opponents. I, 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 I think Dorothy won it. Uh, she was calm, cool, collected. She had she didn't need to hurl insults at her opponents because I feel like she had the resume. She knew what she was talking about. Uh, Horacio, uh, same. He has the he, he's very comfortable. He did he didn't project well. Right. He, he he didn't he came across a little nervous and I think something he needs to work on, but considering his opponent not really knowing what he was talking about, I think Horacio. That's right. my opinion. Right. Well, I I have to agree with you to that extent. So Dorothy came across as the grown up in the room. Okay, she was poised. She knew the answer. And you know, some of those things just come from experience. Mm-hmm. You know, again, when you're, you know, YMCA president, Sir Optimus president, you're on the Public Works Commission, you're all these different things. I mean, she was on the Measure S committee with me mm-hmm. that we helped, you know, mm-hmm. uh, make sure that the city was, city was spending $50 million properly, you know. So the experience is there. It's 30 years. It's not fake. It's whatever she really has mm-hmm. been. And I think people know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was easy. So it's a comfortable for her to say that. Um, Horacio, I think, knows it. I think he's very poised. He's a, a good young man that has you know some experience and, and definitely has business experience and wants to do well. He's got a really good heart, a servant's heart. I've been with him from charitable things that he does and so mm-hmm. forth. And people don't know that. I mean, what he does, uh, you know, like the Rose Float, he just didn't join it. You know, in the past, he's actually involved as a chaperone in helping them raise money and so forth. So he he gets his hands dirty when he does that. The one thing that's a, the one comment, too, that I want to disclose because I did find out uh, from him later, he was a little timid, but he wasn't feeling good. He mm-hmm. was sick that night uh, to that point that he wasn't feeling well, but he thought it was important for him to go. So maybe that impacted some of his things on there, but he thought it was important for him to be there because he was kind of shy or quieter mm-hmm. uh, and so forth. And people, you know, he had to speak up on there. Um, so I don't disagree. So if you had to pick winners, it's it's an easy call between those mm, two. Yeah. They knew their subject matters. There's the two people that I think the city should represent, yeah. and uh, it's not even close. So. Uh, video of the forum is posted on the Patriots Facebook page. Uh, it's actually a pretty good video, good quality. Uh, check it out. I mean, come to your own conclusions. Watch the video. Uh, research the candidates and uh, you know November 7th is such a big two elections district one district three you know there's too much at stake to elect the wrong people right right so I'll give a plug to you for the Downey Patriot I know uh, well it'll probably be out by then this show here it's a special one they'll probably put this out on Sunday so by that time you'll have read uh, Eric's story and the Downey Patriot, kind of his analysis of it. And you'll have read uh, uh, Alex Dominguez was more factual, a story mm-hmm. that I think you told me that he's doing the Downey Patriot. So the Downey Patriot has been uh, giving us pretty decent coverage on it. And we'll stay involved. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about certain other things as they come up. 
but this is one in a series of elections you need to know kind of thing. And uh, I hope that you enjoy this. Uh, put your comments down, and, and we will after after the last ones that were uh, politically uh, about this election. We got comments from people supporting certain counties, and that's okay. That's fine. You know, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it is what it yeah. is. So anyways, so thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Please show us your comments. Uh, we'd love to hear them. This special episode of election coverage of Talking Downey with Mario and Eric.